What I want to talk about tonight, about the next topic, is motivation. How to motivate someone else, it's an invaluable tool, not just for a parent, also for a mechanic. We said before that the idea of mitzvah say is a service of Avo, it's want to motivate someone to get them to do and Vivala, if it's something which we can, we have a, the tools of how to convince somebody, how to, like I said, inspire them. So it's a big tool to our advantage in how to help somebody succeed. So I want to talk about four different tools um, in, in, in a person can use to motivate, some, to motivate someone else. And yeah, even your children, the same rules apply. But if you have time, I'll explain after the hashkafa where it's not random ideas, but where they're coming from in the nefesh of a person. Number one, the first uh, tool to use, especially with children, is if you want to get a child to do something which he doesn't want to do, right? It's pretty difficult. They also have their minds and they're obstinate about they don't want to do something, especially if it's coming in the form of instruction. I want you to do this. If something becomes, it's a project we're all doing together. Right? So it's not like, I want you to do this. I think we're all working together on whatever project it's going to be. So then the natural resistance that a person has, I want you to tell me to do, but it's not. It's a, it's a joint effort. We're, the whole family is working on something. We're all doing this together. So that already makes for a, a willingness to contribute, to cooperate. I'll just give you a motion. In my family, if you tell your children to clean their room, right, it's a pretty difficult thing to do, right. But if it's before Pesach and now we're making a group effort, we're all cleaning for Pesach, so they want to cut it, they want to take photos. So what can I do? You can do your room, all right. They're fine with that, right. It's not just you telling me what to do with myself, right. But the matter, it's a, it's a combined effort, and it's a combined effort. So you made it. They want to take part in it, whatever it's going to be. Uh, where you see how successful such an approach is, even though it was used against us, but when you see the square of such an approach, of course it's fire and trying. You want people to get up and work. Right? So if you're going to make a law, you have to come and work. You're probably going to have a rebellion. And the Mitzvah was scared of that. The Jews, a lot of them, and they were powerful, and they didn't want a rebellion. Right? So how are you going to do it instead? Out of what? Come join the group effort. Paris gets up the first morning with his, with his shovel, his spade, Right, all the mitzvahs come on, come and join in. We're doing this together, and for the most part, Klaus will fall for a hook, line, and sinker. They go straight in. Right? Of course, we all signed up for the effort. Right? You, uh, motivation. One of the most powerful tools of motivation is I'm not telling you what to do, but we're all doing something. You can join in, and therefore, and this is the way it's meant to be. Right? If it's uh, as a parent, think about it. most of what I'm trying to mechanic my child again. Lots of times, because it's always in the quota which I want to emphasize. I'm not talking about house rules. Right? I'm not talking about I want him to brush his teeth and go to sleep at a certain time. I'm talking about chinuch. I'm talking about chinuch. What I mean is, most things I want my child to do are the etim things I'm doing also. Right? I want him to grow up to be like me. I want him to grow up to keep telling me it's just like we're doing in the house. It's not something different to what everyone else is doing. And therefore, the best chinuch is join in. This is, a, this is a family project. You want everyone to be part of it. But you matter. Once it becomes something which everyone takes part in, then it becomes mm-hmm. something which everybody's involved in. So a person wants to participate. I don't want to be that yet. 
Chachme is, think of how you're going to, whatever you want your child to do, make it into that family project. The Dugman. I'm going to talk about this more later because this is the prat, which is negated to a different discussion of training your children's midas, which I want to talk about later down the line. But the Dugman. If I feel that a certain child has a certain middle which needs to be worked on, that's it. So to tell him, you need to work on this. That is uh, unlikely to work. Right? But if it's a family project, we're all working on this middle. Now we made it. That person's going to want to work on it also. Right? We, 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 this is a family. We're all doing this. It's a family project. Yes, maybe he needs it the most. And yes, maybe it's, uh, it'll be the hardest for him. But the motivation is there because it's not your problem. It's something we're doing together. We're all going to be mechazik and getting up on time this week. We're all going to whatever it is. And then we made it. You've used the tool of motivation of... I want to be part of everybody else. And even if it's going to be harder for me to do this, because the matter this is stuck in my weakness, but I don't want to look at Yeah. That's the first negative. And that is the first tool in motivation is this is the this is the effort we're all taking part of and you want them to come. No, this is I don't even have to spend so much time trying to convince you because once I've promoted once I've promoted this as something which we're all doing, so we made it. Most times you're going to get people who want to be part of it. They don't want to be left out. Second point. In this one, I'm going to give you a little bit of a haktam before. There's a very strange Gemara in Psachim. And the Gemara is talking about the Psachim in Hadam. And the, and the Gemara says that, that we're talking about the last eight Psachim of Hadam. Who said that? So the Gemara is like this. The Pasuk, Oytchok Yani Sani Vatahili Yeshua. Omar David, David said What's going on? What's going on? Why did it split up the Sukkim in that order? What's it referring to? It's referring to the time when David Amalek was anointed as a king. What happened was Shmuel Navi came. He was told that go to the house of Yishai and anoint one of his sons as a king. Shmuel didn't know which one. So he comes to Yishai's ha- house with a, a flask of Shemina Mishcha and he's come, come to announce one of his sons as a king. Yishai wasn't surprised. Yishai knew that he was from the Zerah Melucha. But he knew that it had to come from David from Yura, and it had to come from Paris, and it had to come from Rus, and whatever it was, he was the descendant of all of them. Right? He also didn't know which son. But he knew it was one of them. So he brings all his sons one by one by one by one, and none of them. And eventually he gets to his youngest son, the seventh one, David. And uh, David comes in, Hashem tells Shmuel to stand up because he's the king. So Shmuel stands up, and anoints him as Mamma Khazmirah Yisrael. Think for a second, Rabbi Sir. How did everybody feel when they heard the news? David's the king. So, that's what the Pesukim was saying. Uh, the, David says, Hashem, I thank you for answering me. Uh, he doesn't. Whatever Adam was doing for you, that whatever it was, Akashbach answered him. Yeshai said, I knew that one of my sons was going to be a I didn't realize it was David. Even Masu Abayin him Hoysel Rishpina. I told you this one. Everyone didn't expect him to be a king. He was the one who became the king. The brothers. 
they have a shaft. He flies by Nano. We can't believe it. It's like unbelievable. It's obvious, okay? He flies by Nano. And that's why Shmuel answers them that if that's what Shem wants, it's going to be good. Hashem but you see, it needs a second round. And that's what it says again. David's brothers say, oh, that's okay. Honor Hashem David's the king. Honor Hashem David himself says, okay, it's Hashem uh, If Hashem help me this, it will help me more. Yisha says to Shmuel, Yishakoyach for being, showing me which one of us under the world. And he was one of them. So Baruch Abba B'Shem Hashem. He came as a novice to tell me which one it was. Shmuel repeats the same thing before. Baruch Nechem B'Shem Hashem. We came to... Uh, that if that's what Hashem wants, it will be a source of bracha. Well, I'm bringing this Gemara. I'm bringing this Gemara. Because there's a tremendously important, a tremendously important point here. And that is, the second equivalent motivation is that... Let me, see, let me give you one more story. Just to bring this, make the point more sharp. I remember when I got smicha years ago. So I told a certain relative of mine. I told him, I got smicha. And then the answer was, What? You got smicha? I can't believe it. And there's a certain Nakuda. There's a certain Nakuda, you know, they say the famous uh, line that behind every successful man is an amazed lady. But it's a, but it's a, it's, it's a true point. And that is, if you trust, believe somebody can achieve, so the subliminal message they give is, I trust you can do it. I'm, I think you, you can be matliach. But if you, you can't imagine how such a person would be matliach. You'll be matliach. The message they get is, I don't really think it's possible. And if that happens, he needs to It's like the, the reaction of David's brothers. Like, how in the world? Or we never thought you were right for that. But now, it's true that as a parent, you see your kids when they're small and when they're just starting off and they haven't done anything yet and they're still very immature and they're very young. Right? And the emphasis is the mechanic, it's pretty much the same thing. When you see your Talmudim coming into yeshiva or coming into wherever it is, they're still young, they still have no experience, they still haven't learned, whatever it is. And if you, you look at them as based on what they are now, these guys are going to get me one day. This kid's ever going to get... Right? You're doing the biggest mistake. Because they'll pick up the feeling that you don't really think they're going to be matzlech. You don't really think they're going to be matzlech. But if your feeling is, okay, I see you have a minor. I see you have potential. I know you're going to get it. It'll take time. I understand you. But I'm for sure, you, I'm not surprised. Bichlal. I expected you to be matzlech. The message they get is I'm expecting you to be matzlech. And that's the, 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 one of the most powerful tools of motivation which we're talking about tonight is the fact that someone else believes I can do it. If people would be absolutely shocked, like, what, you can say, I can't be, right? So then, Taka, the person doesn't feel people trust him to, you know, don't think he can, he doesn't feel he can either. But if they see that, we, we, we see you could, and we know you can, and we, we, we're expecting it to happen. So the, the feeling of that from somebody who's in the position to say that is the best motivation in the world. Why? Because remember, the person himself can't see that. I'm going to do the Oymek now, what the Mr. Shon says in one line. For the, the person himself, he's at the beginning. He can't see what he can become. He doesn't know that yet. But you're on the other side. And you, you can see, you know, basically what it means that a person becomes a... <coughs> so you see, not... Imagine that day you came to Yeshiv. Imagine. The Yeshiv Koyal. This is... I don't think it's happened too often. But imagine you would. So I want to tell you. You know, when I, when I interviewed, when I met you, 
I want to tell you, I see you have kaifas which I haven't seen for a long time. And I've been in Shiva for 50 years. And if any Bafa had kaifas like you, became became God. I just want you to know that. How would you feel? Wow. Right? Someone tra- someone's telling you straight, you can become an Adam God. I see you have the ability, and I know people like you, they, they succeed. It's a tremendous kaif. Now, some words mean nothing. Right? But if you notice a kaif in somebody, so then I do have a, Understand, I see him as being successful. I see he has the ability, whatever ability I'm going to notice in somebody, I see he has the ability, I see he has the kayak, and I can I can see him in my mind's eye, 20 years from now, becoming great because of this kayak. In your, your, in your own kids, if, well, we'll still talk about something in another show, maybe in two shrimp time, as a shame, how to recognize your kids' strengths. It's a very important thing. But when you do, so yes, they're a four-year-old or a five-year-old, but I can see a strength, and I know that this strength, if it develops, will become something great. Each one in his own way. In his hasmada, maybe, in his midas, in the way his mind looks, whatever it is. Each one, you have to see each kid what his talent is. But the important thing is be able to see that they'll become great with that. It's possible. And therefore, the message they're going to feel is, I'm trusting you. I know you can get that. Where are they in this one? It's an amazing thing. I learned from last expression. It's a chazal you all know, but suddenly, when I was praying this series of Shirim Mechinach, it suddenly hit me. After that, I have a view of that. Right? So Moshe turns to Aaron. And says, What does he mean? He says, Chazal. And Hashem told me, Merosh, that two tzaddikim were going to die on the day of the Mishkan, when Nikdash would fight him. He says, Moshe, I thought it might be me and you. But the Atzim, I see it not in the view, were greater than me and you. And I never understood that. What was Moshe talking about? In what way do you think not even if you were greater than him? Moshe was a nice matter. Aaron was a kind God. They were much older. Not even if you were maybe in their 30s. Moshe was in his 80s. In what way did he possibly think that not even if you could be greater? What, what other trum was there? And the answer is, right now they weren't. Of course Moshe was much greater. Hashem doesn't give favoritism. If Moshe was nice Natal, he was the greatest. If Aaron was a Kungal, he was the greatest. What does Moshe say? I see their Kachas. Had they been had they grown up and had they gotten to they would one day they could have become them. But Moshe could see that. He said, you know, that I can see that not even a view, they could have become greater than us. Right now he agrees they weren't. But I could see a talent, and I could see an ability, and given time it can become great. I say by the breast. Zeakot and Godel here. You have to look at that. Zeakot, you see a child, he's small, but see him as Godel here. You've got to see him as somebody who can become big. And again, in the area where he's strong, in the area where he has Koichel's talents. Why? Because if the child gets the feeling that my parents trust me that I can get there, it's a very powerful push. But if they're going to look at him like with amazement, like, with, like wow, you, you, can, you can read, wow, you can do this, wow, you understand. Like, and the understanding thing is, I, I would never have imagined that you would do anything. And it's a, it's a surprise to me each step you take, right? So then it's, uh, you'll feel that too. I'm not expecting you to get anywhere. But if the feeling your child gets is, yes, my parents who know more than me, and they know what it means to be a whatever it is, but he's what is telling me, I can see you can do it. I know you're going to have the koichas. You, you try hard, you'll get there. Right? The, the fact that the parents believe in the child's abilities is a tremendous push. Not just the children, the Bachrim also. Not just the Bachrim, for everybody. If somebody that you look up to, 
and, and has the experience to look at you and say, I can see with what you are now what you could be in 10 years' time. I can see you have it. You can do it. I know you can. I've seen that you have what it takes. It's a tremendous push. That's the second point. So we went towards four rules of motivation. That's the second. Again, the first one was the group effort. Second one, you got to feel as the mechanic and get them to that you now you feel that you think that they can succeed. Whatever it is you want them to do. People often ask this question, and then sometimes it's exactly the opposite. Sometimes the person is a point to prove. And says, you, you, you thought I was always going to be the law yutlach? I'll show you. It's true. There is such a meeting in a person, but that's not your job as the mechanic. But if, if, I tell that to, to, to kids who come to yeshiva who've had a bad chinuch, and I say, come on, prove your father wrong. Show him you can do it. You're right, but as, as your mechanic, that's never the way you're meant to go. You're not meant to try and like, show your kid, I think you're so terrible, come on, prove me wrong. Right. If you make kids like that. No. no, there'll be enough people who try to push them down in Your job is to show he has koichas and try to push it. Okay, third one. This is an important one. And that is, I learned this from my years ago, when my oldest child learned how to stand. And if I saw something which, uh, well, again, for me was a chiddush. I never heard these shirim before I'm giving it to you guys. But I saw it over and over again. My own children, other people's children, hundreds of times. And that is, even a one-year-old or two-year-old child feels a sense of accomplishment when they do something, which they try to do. And for the little kid of one or one and a half who's trying to stand and tries to try, eventually stand, you can see on their face that like shine of pride, I did it. So you think it's a small thing. But for them, they've been trying to get on their own feet, I can stand. Right? You see a look of pride on their face. One of the biggest motivations is the sense of accomplishment which comes from achieving. And if that's the case, I want to tell you something which a lot of parents do with a lot of well-meaning, and it's a big, in my mind, it's partial cruelty. And that is, when a person tries to achieve something, and you move the goalpost, you make it harder for them. So they don't achieve it. Because they're trying and trying and trying, and they make it harder for them. I'll give you a simple example. You're trying to teach a child to crawl. So you put a toy in front of them. So a tremendous effort. A step, two, three, what about it? you move it further away? What are you doing to them? They tried so hard. What are you taking away from them? Give them the feeling of, I managed, I got it. Now you want to try again? Good, put us another time. But Pasha, when that person says, bad it gets, bad it gets, bad it gets, I think it's cruelty. And think about yourself. Exactly the same thing. It's something you're trying hard to do. It's a test. You spent the next two weeks you listen to all the Chazar Shirim and you're writing notes. And then for the test, are we pushing on the test? We're putting Malik on the test also. You can't do that. Well, a person's worked hard to say, let me do it. Let me, let me achieve. Right? It's the same thing. That's the that's thing. It's, uh, people do it to their kids. They don't realize it's not cruel. A person's trying to achieve, given the satisfaction he can achieve. And I gave you that for examples of babies because then you can understand exactly what I'm saying. We do it to our older kids also. A kid tries hard to get somewhere. And we as parents say, okay, good, let's next step. So it's about to achieve, we make it harder. Push the goalposts that much farther. Come on, harder, next. It's not fair. A person tried hard, let him feel he's achieved. Now it's not. You've done so well, you've done this, let's try the next step. But let him feel the sense of achievement, of achieving what you did so far. It's not fair to take it away from somebody. Not only that, it takes away all the geschmack in trying to achieve something. Right? Part of motivation is, I can see the result, I can see the point I'm trying to get to. And now as I go, ah, oh, it disappeared. So I lose all the cheshek. 
and then so, and you, if you keep doing it to me, then I'll give up. It's, uh, I, I never achieve, right? I'd rather, and then not only that, I'll say exactly the opposite, and that is make something easily achievable that a person can often get that feeling of satisfaction. It's something that's easy for a person to do. Don't make the goals too far away. If you want someone to achieve something, it's something which is quick, something which they can get to easily. And I'm saying this because there's always long-term goals. There's always things that take a long time to achieve. And uh, even for someone who's working, but you know, it's far away. If, if the goals are something which a person achieves on a more regular basis, it's easier for me to get there. So I feel that a sense of accomplishment more often. Good. That's, gives me the, that's, that's what gives me the kashmak that I want to go back to. Don't take away from someone. And therefore, I don't know. If I'm trying to set up to motivate somebody, it's like something easy. Just, just a bit more and you'll get there. And let him get it. Yes, and then you feel good. Well done, you did. Now next. Now, so well, next. It's very easy. It's very easy to, to, to do the opposite. And to say, ah, you've got to, you know, to, to make it more difficult for a person to choose. It's very easy. Especially if you're in a position where you know much more and you can do much more. And you can say, yeah, of course. Try a bit harder. Come on, come on. Try a bit harder. Come on. Because it's, like, it's not fair. It's not fair. It, it, it's it's when the person thinks they're going to achieve something. And they want the, the internal feeling of satisfaction I achieved. If it's taken away from somebody, it's, it's like you know, take away the prize that they worked so hard to get to. That's number three. Number four. And this is something which we spoke about a little bit before, but I'm talking about it again. I'll show you an interesting thing. You know, it's, it's, uh, I have my Mishra Gasper Davening Nate. But I want to mean it. So, so, how do you convince other people to dive in it? You know, the many of people, the come, whatever it is. Especially Shabbos. Especially now, Shabbos, and Nates is early, right? You go to the Hokkusikazim before Nates. So, that means uh, Nates uh, starts 5.20 in the morning, Shabbos morning. How do you get people to wake up? So, you can sit with people, and you can explain to them the minus of it, and show them the Zara about it, and tell them the Zara about it, and... Invite, 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 and on. You have three more hours to your day, and you can finish so much Torah in that amount of time. You can give all the drushes in the world. From experience, in running an eighth minute. The way to make people get off an eighth, will be kiddish after davening. <laughs> it works. And now you think to yourself, why in the world? What are these people missing? They aren't starving. They can pay for their own piece of kugel if they want it. Right? Why in the world? But I want to tell you a psychologist. The, the data mean is much busier. Right? But uh, what, what, what's, the, what's in the Kudla? The Kudla is Be'etim, the person knows it's good. And Be'etim, he agrees with you. In, in theory, it's right to do it. And Be'etim, he is, Enachanami, Enachanami, you should. But the Pashat is hard. The Pashat is hard. So if you give me the thing which makes it uh, a little bit easier for me physically to do it, that's what's Makhriya the Kat. It gives me a physical incentive. The the fact that I think it's right and the fact that there's my mm-hmm. in it, the fact that yes, you talk, I'm, I'm agreeing with you everything you said, that's all, that's all in the realm of intellect, and it's all in the realm of spiritual, and all in the realm of the neshama. If you give the body something also, it works. And also, it's in everything. You want the learning program to work? Pay for it. People will come. You don't pay for it, people won't come. And no one's doing it for the money. Right? They could, if they wanted money, they'd find much more money getting an online job. Right? But that's when they want to learn. But that's when they it's the right thing to do. Except it's high. So you throw in a little bit of an incentive, so that's just going to work. Because now you have, what, what's the reason for this? What's the psychology? 
Because Be'etlem, a person knows what he should be doing. It's just, it's hard sometimes to convince the goof to go along with it. So if you give the goof something also, that's now we, now we, we've, we shake hands. We, we, we're on the same team. It's not one against the other one. There's a certain, you know, we both want it to a certain extent. It makes it easier to work. This isn't a new thing. Chazal say this. Chazal say this. And where did Chazal prove it from? The Torah. The Torah. Whenever the Torah tells us about the reward, it offers physical reward. You listen to Hashem, you'll be rich, you'll have peace, you'll have lots of kids. That's the reward for mitzvahs. No, the reward for mitzvahs is Aram Abba. And the reward for mitzvahs is Nitzvahs. And the reward for mitzvahs is Yuchnis. So what's the Torah spending so much time telling us the physical things? And the answer is, because the Torah understands, that just to tell you, you know what, do it and spiritually get rewarded is not enough. But if you try in the Kugel after Davini, oh, that gives people the other side as well. I mean, it makes it easier for them to do. Right? The Ramam writes this. It's really says, therefore, you want the child to achieve something? Don't make the reward something which isn't something which you'll enjoy physically now. Right? Yes, sit and learn and steig and you'll become a Talmachacham one day, or do this and you'll be, whatever it is, it's all good. Add, add, add the other point also. There has to be something which is good for me now to do it also, because that brings the, the goof on board, so to speak. And Chazal says, number times the Gemara, even the negative side. If someone does something wrong, he gets, the Gemara says, a person is kaila. A person gets angry quickly. The Gemara says, kala kaila, kol mina gehinim shalting boy. He gets every type of gehinim. Veloi oid, but he gets tachtaynis, which is some kind of physical thing here in this world. So that's last. That's the problem. Kol mina gehinim is much worse. And what's the answer? Exactly the same thing. That. Something I think about. I can understand spiritually. It tackles physically, and when I suffer for it right now, it, it, it changes the balance. Don't minimize that. It makes a difference. People, even adults, still need incentives. Whatever the incentive is, the, 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 what the incentive is is going to change. But uh, yeah, we still need incentives. Right. Some affirmations. What do you speak about? Today? We spoke about uh, four different kinds motivation. Now, that wasn't just random. I said afterwards you're going to go back and explain where they all fit into uh, the different parts of the person's mind. We said lots of times, a person is made up of four different chalakim. We call kuf, we call nefesh, ruach, neshama. That's what we spoke about today. If you, want to, if you want to use something to motivate a person, then you have to talk to the whole person. You have to work with all the chalakim of a person because otherwise a person naturally can be a stereo internally within himself. It's a certain part of him wants to, a certain part of him doesn't want to. And once there's an internal stereo in the person, so then it's much harder for him to move because he's got conflicting feelings about something. If you want to effectively motivate somebody, you've got to mobilize all four. All four halakim within the person because then there's no, there's no resistance. Other than you've worked with everything together. So what are the four halakim in the person? Let's see how the four rules of motivation we said work with each one. If you manage to cover all four bases, Good. Then you've, you've got a winning, so to speak, student, talmud, child, whatever it is, who, who wants to do what you want them to do. So what's the question in the order from the top, bottom to the top? Number one, the nefesh, the growth of a person. Like I said, normally a person naturally is lazy. Like the question said, the said. The way to overcome the natural laziness that a person has not to move is to give the growth something at once because that motivates it to move. And the fact that you're going to offer him something sikhli or something ruchni or something long-term spiritual doesn't really speak to the body. That doesn't interest him. Right? But if you offer something physical, 
so then that that counterbalances the axis of the body. And like I said, it doesn't have to be that you're offering the physical thing, which on its own will be a reason for somebody to do something. If it's going to be just the physical to motivation, it has to be something pretty serious. Right? Really, a person, you're working with the other khalaf of a person too. You just have to overcome the problem of a person's uh, laziness, of the person's body not wanting to participate. Then you have to throw in something for that also. And like I said before in the martial arts, in Pashat, right? if I was offering you to work an hour, work how much of an hour salary to, to do a job, you'll ask for much more than a quarter will pay for an hour to learn. I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it to learn. The, the fact that I'm getting paid also is partially the motivation to get out of the house and get there on time. Right? So that, that's number one. I have to do with, make sure that there's a, there's a physical benefit to what we do. Right? It doesn't have to be big, but it has to be something. Number two. The second part of a person is what we call a person's ruch. How you interact with other people. Right? I don't want to be different to everybody else. I don't want to be different to everybody else. How do you act as a motivation? Join in. This is a group project. We're all doing this together. And therefore, my sense of my, my being part of a tibur, of being wanting to connect to people, not being different, that's going to push me to be part of it because this is what everyone's doing. You're going to be left out. Join in. I mean, this is something we're all doing together. Number two. Number three. The next part of a person is the person's identity. But his sense of self. The sense of self, and that's the pride that a person gets that I achieved. Right? That's the feeling of achievement. Ah, I did it. <coughs> make sure it's there and make sure it's easy for a person to get. Because that will feed, the, 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 so to speak, the, the person's self-concept that I tried it and I managed. I feel good about myself. Even a little child, like I said, can feel good about themselves and they achieve. Yeah, provide it. It's there. And then number four. That's the nefesh. No, that's not the nefesh. That's my shayra. That's, that's according to the, the, the Ruach touching the Rosham already. And number four, that's the, the, the point, point which you can provide as somebody who's the Seicha. I know you can do it. I know you can do it. I know you have the ability to do it. And uh, if you try, you'll succeed. And that's the someone coming from the top telling you, you can manage, you do it. I can see you have the Kaifas. No, that's my, that's my mind. So I know if, uh, someone's telling me that I can do it. You need all four. If you have all four, then you have the, 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 all the factors you need in order to motivate somebody. Now, this can start with small things and can finish with big things. If you're talking about a little child, what I'm trying to motivate him to do might not be something that dramatic. But if I use the koichs of motivation together, then I'll get him to do it. And going back to the simple example I started with, I'm trying to get my child to clean up. Right? So what most parents try is offer a candy. Right? And sometimes it works, because if you get the, the even a it's not such a big candy, but it's something. And so you get you get over the, the goofs obst- kind of obstacle by dealing with that. Like I said before, you make it a group project, much better. You make it something you'll feel an achievement in doing. You have to be a bit creative to think what's uh, just throwing toys into the box is not achievement. That's, that's just whatever. Sometimes saying it's not my mess. Regardless of who did it. And next thing, you have to do something here which has a sense of achievement. Not if it's not achievement, you lost that chaylik, and why should I? I'm not interested. Right? And uh, so, whatever it's going to be, there has to be a certain level of that also. And then that's starting that's very small. Kalva when you're getting into much bigger things, right? You're trying to get someone to succeed in, in things which negates their life more, in their learning, in their abodes Hashem, whatever it's going to be, right? And it's applies to older people also. Then you have to use the same tools. Incentivize, which is the physical part of it. Make it something that they are part of the group of everyone. You chalik of the tibur who's growing. It makes it gives the person the sense of um, I don't want to be left out. Make a, make the goal something attainable, and that applies even to us. 
as old and good at the same thing. If you're going to look for goals which aren't attainable, the person eventually runs out of steam. You don't feel you're achieving because you don't feel the goal that I can achieve. And uh, well, where's the sun again? This is just as an aside, but it's, it's on this point. Right? Especially, especially by guys who've been in Kodal for a few years. It's such a common feeling to think, I wanted to be a god, and I don't feel I'm getting there, so I'm giving up. I wanted to become a god of the I wanted to become a man of the I wanted to know whatever. I don't remember anything uh, from the first time. And uh, <laughs> I feel I'm giving up. I don't feel I'm getting there. What's the, what's the underlying Nakura which is wrong here? So I'm paraphrasing what the type used to tell people, but it's the same you said. And that is, you push it, set the goal too high to reach now. And therefore, I don't feel the satisfaction of getting somewhere. The goal is a good thing to base the take me 50 years. But make, but make it the goal now I want to reach. And then I have the, that I know. And I have the confidence. I know it. I know it well. I've, I've, whatever so good is, yeah, I achieved it. I know it. I've hazarded it. I remember it. It's all clear to me. Good. Good. That's the goal for now. The goal to become the, the person that does the whole is, a, is way too long term to get the geschmack that I want to get now that I feel I'm achieving. And number four. The fact that there's somebody on top of you who's telling you, I know you can get there. It's something which I can see the malach. You're on the way. You're going to get there. You don't understand, even for an older person, how much of a chizok it gives them. Because, again, whatever you're trying to achieve, you haven't achieved it yet. And therefore, by you, it's a question of can I or can't I? The fact that someone's saying, I know you can. Right? gives you the... Just today, someone in the cradle come up to me. And he told me that he's you know, thinking about uh, looking at the jobs already, he's not here in the college looking at the jobs now. But he's very unsure he'll ever become a rough. He doesn't think he can, he doesn't think he, he's not, he knows how to deal with people, he doesn't know how to paskin, he doesn't feel confident enough. What's he missing? But uh, you give him a hair on the. He's thinking about it, but Mr. Shani, I don't think I can, I don't know. What's he missing? It's not the fact that uh, Shazaka is like, for her to see if not, that's not the Nukhari. What the Esme needs someone is, um, who can tell him, I can see you have the Kaikhas. Let's say, if we're focused with her, I've sent her 50 Rabbah in the last 10 years, you have all the Kaikhas that need. I know you're going to be a great Rabbah. If you say, I'm sure the guy will be fine. He's not missing the ability. He's missing the confidence that someone will tell him, I know you can do it. And that's important. Right. If whoever's in a position to do it, yeah, and you feel you can, go and tell him. And everybody should You see boys there, like, ah, me, I can't, I can't. If you feel someone can, go and tell them clearly. I know you can do it. I'm not, I'm not pushing you, I'm not trying to put you under pressure, but give them the confidence. I know you can. It gives that last dimension of the, 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 the confidence I know I can achieve. Take what I say. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Obviously, in different situations, as children get older and as situations change, how to employ these different skills will be different, but the principles of motivation remain the same.